Welcome to the Swing and Bunt Podcast. Today we have Wesley Wagner, Toby Altizer, and myself. One would consider it an all-star squad because Jake is not here. And basically, anytime Jake's not here, it is an all-star squad. So, <laughs> congratulations, you get our appearance and not his. Um, today we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to focus mostly on college, uh, NCAA. Um, a bunch of stuff just came out. Uh, we're going to talk about the NBA. Uh, probably going to be most of our stuff is going to be on the NBA and then a little bit on the MLB. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, Wes, the big news that came out today, you want to give it to the fans? Yeah. Um, so college, for- college sports in the fall in the Big Ten and Pac-12 are no more. So, all sports. All sports. All fall sports. And uh, so that, that entails for football big time, volleyball, and maybe half, like half a basketball. So big deal. I'd yeah, say. I wonder what it's going to do with the winter. Are they just going to yeah, cancel the season, the first half? I mean, I don't know. I mean, what uh, – there was one school, I forget what it was, they're still going to try to play in the spring. Or maybe that's – they're going to have football in the spring. At least that's the thought. I don't know how. But. One thing I did here, and this is kind of getting already into the stuff, but I did – when they first announced that Big Ten might cancel the season, did you see what Nebraska did? Yeah. He's like, yeah. nope, we'll play anybody who wants to play. Come on. I was like, go, I like this team. Come on down. <laughs> I like this team. Um, so it's just horrible. Big Ten and Pac-12, they both announced today that they're not going to have football or any sport in the fall. Um, but they are going to try to do it in the spring, they said, which is not going to be the same thing. Although we do get football twice a year now instead at the same time. So that's the only pro I can see. Um, you guys yeah, tell me on that? I heard, I, yeah, I mean, I was listening to what Reese Davis had to say about it earlier, and he brought up a really good point. Everything recently with football has been about player safety and you want to prevent concussions and lingering injuries. And how can you say that you're about safety and expect college football players to play a spring season and then have basically a summer off and then head right back into it in the fall yeah. and not have – really that much time the the regular length of time to recover between seasons that's going to be tough I feel like if you do a spring season it's got to be shortened and then I feel inevitably for for people that do a spring season their fall season has to be shortened or pushed back or whatnot so it's it sucks because it doesn't just affect this season it affects the next season and then Mm -hmm. if you start you know going farther and farther it could keep affecting the seasons going forward for next three to four years so hopefully they'll figure out a good plan so that they're keeping the player safety at the forefront, but as well as keeping the coronavirus and what protocols they need to have with that in place as well. Um, There's two things that stood out to me also, a good and a bad. Um, The good goes along with what I just said a minute ago that was good, but now that the college football probably won't have any games on Saturday, NFL had talked about moving some of their games to Saturday and even Friday night, and it's just going to be nice to not have to watch every – because I like to watch every game I can in the NFL – um, and I won't have to cram four TVs on at one time, two computers and stuff. Um, so that's a positive. Um, the negative is uh, – what was the negative I had? I don't remember my negative, so we're going to move on from that. <laughs> well, I think, it'll, I think it's interesting because the uh, – I mean, most college football teams, at least, they have, a, they have spring football. So they, like, they play inter-squad against each other, and uh, they'll do that. But it's, it's not – they're not dialed up 100% like real game, but mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. legitimate trying to get starting spot for the fall season. So 
you know, guys are still working hard, but uh, you know, it's it's a it's an it's a thing thing to think about for sure. Uh, when you think about you know rest and going into the into the um, the fall season again, uh, I think of guys like Trevor Lawrence. They think of Justin Fields, who they want to play so really bad. need this season yeah. to uh, cement themselves as the two best quarterbacks as the number one and two picks in the draft. You know, so which helped helped me remember my negative. It was um, all the players that have to prove themselves. I mean, you think they did an interview with Joe Burrow, I think yesterday. And he was like, if, if this happened last year, I'd be on the couch looking for a job right now. And now he's the number one yeah, pick absolutely. in the NFL. So all those people is going to, it's just, it's awful. It's going to mess with so many people's lives and stuff. Um, well, and to be honest with you, I think the last couple of number one picks would have been severely affected. Kyler Murray wasn't necessarily the number one pick. Baker Mayfield wasn't necessarily the number one pick coming out. Mm-hmm. So you look at guys that might have had a chance to overtake someone like Trevor Lawrence, who basically has been crowned the number one pick for basically since his freshman year. There's no chance really for anybody in the Big Ten. Justin Fields loses any chance of becoming the number one overall pick. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the FCS does because Trey Lance might lose his opportunity to raise his draft stock as well. And those three quarterbacks right there, Lawrence, Lance, and Fields, are basically the top three and if there's no season, Lawrence is a lock at number one. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he's going to be number one no matter what, but I agree with you with what yeah. you just said. Um, yep. Before we get into the other conferences, uh, I put a heart here. Um, do you know why I put a heart here? No. Okay, so with all this testing they've been done, has been done, now I think this is kind of timing-wise, it's a little sketchy, but apparently – Play, more than six or seven players in the Big Ten alone have found out that they have overgrown heart muscles. Um, and, like, it's just spreading. Like, everyone's finding this out all of a sudden. Um, I just think it's kind of sketchy. I mean, may, I'm not going to say I don't know anyone's health. I don't know all that HIPAA business. But that all of a sudden all these people are having more health issues, and I just think it's a little questionable. Um, none of y'all heard anything about that? No, no, no. I mean, I know that. I mean, uh, other than. <laughs> go ahead, though. Eduardo Rodriguez. I think that's where you were going to go with it. Uh, other than him, I hadn't heard of any other people having it. And obviously, he's a pitcher for the Red Sox. So it's not a college player. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was going to go with, uh, you know, one of the most more famous guys ever died because he wasn't diagnosed from it. Pete Maravich, uh, big play oh, back. Yeah the NBA in the sixties and seventies, he's died from an over, from an enlarged heart. Um, so I think of, I think of guys like that. So I think it's just, it's better to be on the safe side. If, if they think that, if you're not sure if it is, I mean, get a second opinion for sure. Uh, but yeah, it, it does seem kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting that with the timing so many and everything guys have come been diagnosed with it like right now, you know? So, yeah. Know, and I mean, it's not on, un- I mean, last year, the Redskins, okay, the Washington football team drafted someone within a large heart, Montez Sweat, who was diagnosed right before the draft, and it hurt his draft stock. Um, so it's not something that I wouldn't say it's common to see, but it's also not unheard of to see with athletes. But, I mean, you, it might be correlated to the coronavirus. Who knows? But, I mean, I don't know. I'm not one to speculate. I'm not a doctor. I hate that word. <laughs> All right. Uh... Now, how do you think, specifically the ACC, the Big 12, and the SEC, how do you think this is going to affect those conferences? Do you think they're going to follow suit, or do you think they're going to have a season? My big question here is, I mean, 
I have no doubt in the SEC that they're going to be playing football. I mean, you think Nick Saban's been a big – Nick Saban and Ed Orgeron are probably the two most powerful coaches in he football He did say right he didn't care about their health. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, minus – But, well, and Nick Saban even said, like, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be doing more stuff here, which I think was an interesting point. They're going to be safer here than they would at home. Yeah. I think is an interesting point. I mean, they are doing a lot of testing and um, yeah. you know, probably doing a whole lot of tracking, mm-hmm. especially at Bama. But uh, yeah, I have no doubt about the SEC. Now, the other schools, <laughs> we'll see. So I would not be surprised. ACC kind of followed too. I wouldn't be surprised if they canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the ACC is going to play. You do think so? I have no idea. I'm just oh, absolutely. I think I think the ACC is going to play because you're run. ACC is run by schools that are primarily in the South, so they're going to fall alongside the SEC in that standing. If Clemson wants to play, if Florida State wants to play, they're going to play the season. Sure, I think it's going to come down to those three, like Clemson, Florida State, uh, Miami, maybe just those states, those big schools yeah, that pull fans and stuff. I think it's going to be. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. All right, moving on. Um, that's what we have for college sports, uh, mostly football. Um, we don't know what's going to happen. We're hoping there's going to be a season. If not, hopefully they will have one in the spring. And hopefully the SEC just makes their whole own conference. But that's a whole other argument for a different day. Moving on to the NBA. The NBA has been insane in the bubble. The bubble. Uh, but let's, go, let's just go through and see what your key takeaways are. Uh, we'll start with Toby. What's some takeaways you have from the bubble so far? Well, I think you see uh, some of these top teams are – they're playing okay. They're not playing as hot as they were going into uh, when the, the shutdown happened, like the Bucks, the, the Lakers. They're not looking as sharp. But I think the biggest takeaway from it is the Toronto Raptors look every bit possible repeat champions. I don't think they're going to, but they look incredibly good throughout the uh since they've come back to the bubble and they've looked incredibly good in all their games and they've gone up against good competition and I believe they've played the Lakers I know they beat the Bucks uh, and I think they beat the Lakers too they've looked really good and so they were a team that I didn't give much of a chance going into the bubble just because I felt they lacked star power but Nick Mm -hmm. Nurse has them playing incredibly well and actually Siakam's been playing horrible and they're still winning it's unbelievable (laughs) yep yeah they're they're bench they have a bunch of no-name Matt Thomas uh, I think it's Matt <laughs> yeah. Thomas. Maybe Malcolm Th- Thomas. I don't, I don't even know his name. <laughs> the dude, the dude had like 25 points yesterday, and they, you know, in the yeah. win off the bench. So he played phenomenal. So, um, so I, I guess I'll kind of take. I don't know, Toby, if you had anything else uh, you wanted to touch on, but no, go ahead, Wes. Uh, I had kind of three big things that uh, kind of blew me away. Number one is the Phoenix Suns are seven and zero in the bubble, and it's unbelievable. <laughs> One win away from being undefeated in bubble play, and <laughs> it sounds so funny. And they're still not uh, going to make the playoffs. Probably is the worst part about it. Yeah, it depends on if the Trailblazers win tonight, and then uh, if they do win tonight, it's kind of up in the air. So, uh, if the, if the Blazers win tonight and they win again, they control the Blazers win the, control their own destiny. But uh, honestly, the Grizzlies could fall out, and the Blazers could. Yeah fall into that eight spot, Suns could fall into the nine spot, and then we have the little play-in play in thing where the eight and nine seed play each other to make it in. So I think that's really so cool awesome. that the Suns are the 
Devin Booker's balling out, and their whole team yeah. is playing really well. So that's pretty cool. Number two, yeah. uh, maybe the the biggest – well, not the biggest, but one of the most exciting things that we were, were talked about um, was the Denver Nuggets and Bowl Bowl playing shooting yeah. guard out here at seven foot two. But the guy who's overshadowed him is Michael Porter Jr., who's been balling out. Killing it. Averaging 25 and 12 in the bubble. And I think, you know, he was getting – he was averaging like seven points a game in the regular season. Now he's a starter, averaging 25 and 12, looking looking like a true superstar. So, that that dude's balling out. Big fan of him. And then uh, my last thing is the Brooklyn Nets without pretty much anybody <laughs> anything are five and two in the bubble. Like, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. But they're – I mean – they fired their coach midseason, so they weren't going with the backup coach, backup players, and they're still winning. Win in so. Rome, just go for it. <laughs> Props to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was going to mention, ask this question. Um, my takeaway has been, like, pretty much the individual play, and then specifically uh, also teams are the Phoenix Suns and uh, the, Port, the Trailblazers have been hot too. Um, just these teams that are coming out of nowhere, and it seems like – they have all the momentum, and I wonder if it's going to impact an upset in the first round. Like, what if the Lakers lost in the first round? How unbelievable would that be? It'd be awesome. Let me answer that. Uh, I would love, like, Phoenix or, or Damian Lillard to beat LeBron James. How much oh, trash yeah. talking he's going to do? It's going to be awesome. Uh, but all that to say, the individual play of people in this uh, bubble have been insane. And I was going to ask you all, who has impressed you the most in this bubble? I know, Wes, you kind of mentioned a couple of people, but who was number one, do you think? I think there's a pretty easy answer here. It's got to be TJ Warren, right? I mean, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I, I've always really liked him, especially coming out of college. He was just a straight scorer at NC State, just got buckets wherever on the floor he could. But he never had really shown how much of a scorer he was in the NBA until the bubble. And – all he's been doing is getting buckets, except for when he played Jimmy Butler. It didn't help that he was in Phoenix of, either. Yeah, and, and his yeah. uh his uh thing coming out of college was, you know, a guy can score inside the paint at will. At, he's a got a great touch in the in the lane, but he doesn't have an outside shot. And in the and in the bubble, the dude has been stroking from downtown. <laughs> like, I mean, he's, yep. he's been amazing. Except the way he did during con, uh, containment, whatever that stuff's called, quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> So he went to work in quarantine. So props to that. Well, and and one one other name that has kind of looked good in the bubble that I thought was a steal when he came out a couple years ago. No, Gary. Well, yeah, exactly. Gary Trent. I thought Gary Trent was a, a second round pick out of Duke a couple years ago, and he hasn't produced incredibly yet. But he did. He's been really good in the bubble. He's a great shooter. And I think he fits perfectly with Portland. Now, once you – okay, I was about to say, once you explain to the people what position and what team he plays for, because I bet a lot of people don't know who that is. But he's a shooting guard. He can play small forward. He's a three-point shooter primarily for the Portland Trailblazers. But coming out of Duke, he was – I mean, he was pretty much a three-point shooter at Duke, and that's all he did pretty much. But I think he's a solid guy that went out in the second round that can be a, a Kyle Korver type, I guess you could say. Uh, maybe a little more athletic, less – not as – Deadly dependent. point shooter. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say dependent yeah. on the three. Yeah, absolutely. I would even go as far as give say he's like Contavious Caldwell Pope, but he's got a jump shot, unlike Contavious Caldwell Pope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 
Good old Wesley coming in with the clutch uh, comparisons. All right. Um, a few weeks back, right before the bubble started, we did our dark horse uh, who we think could win the championship. And I said the 76ers. Uh, I think a lot of people said Boston. Is that right? I think I said Boston. I'm, I think uh, so. Yeah, maybe. All right. So now that you've seen how it's going, who do you think could be a new dark horse to win the championship? Hmm. I mean, we had mentioned – I know they're not really a dark horse, but we had mentioned Toronto. Uh, no one's really given them credit they deserve. So maybe Toronto. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, I, I really do think that the AC could upset the one seed this year. And I think if the Trailblazers make it, I think the Trailblazers could upset the Lakers and make a run. So that was mine. I think that's definitely possible, but I'm not even sure the Blazers are going to. Oh, yeah, yeah, they got to make it first. It's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's got to happen. They got to knock out the Suns. Uh, kind of just looking through it, you know, out of the three through eight, three through ten in the West, there's one team that just scares me half to death, and it's because they have incredible star power, and that's the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, you know, I was thinking yep, at first, absolutely. you know, they're maybe they're not ready yet, but – if we're, if we're picking a team to make it out of the West who's not the Lakers or the Clippers, I got to think of Luka Doncic and Porzingis has been playing out of his mind. He's averaging 20, mm -hmm. 20 10, and two blocks a game. Um, if they can get some if – Tim, if Tim Hardaway can be consistent for a week, they, they, could, they could put someone uh, in serious – they could give the Clippers a run. I like Dallas. I always have hated Dallas so much. I don't know why. Maybe it's – I don't know. I like Dirk Nowinski. I don't know why I hated them, but – I think I, I like yeah. Luca a lot. I like Porzingis. <laughs> it's just nice to see them doing good again. Even though Mark Cuban's kind of, eh, he's a little iffy. But eh. yeah, I like Luca. And to be honest with you, Wes, if you wouldn't have taken them, I was probably going to take Dallas. Well, you can't. But I'll go you have with, to pick someone else. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with the other team from Texas and Houston. I think if they can, I haven't been able to watch too many of their games, but I watched their one of their first games. I think it was their first game back against Dallas, where they put up what one fifty one in overtime. Great. That was an insane game. Watching, watching their offense that night looked different than what the usual Houston offense is, where it's just consistently waiting on James Harden to either shoot a three with five seconds left on the shot clock or drive it and kick it to P.J. Tucker in the corner. It looked a little bit different. looked a little faster. It looked a little more fluid, like they were getting into the paint. Harden wasn't just chucking threes the entire time. And I, th I think if they're playing – where Harden's – it's not just Harden on the offensive end. They're using Harden's ability to get to the hoop. They're using other guys. They're getting in transition with Russell Westbrook. I think you can see them upset a team because they're so different than every other team in the NBA. They don't play anybody above 6'7". They play really scrappy on the boards. I feel like because they don't play anybody above 6'7", big men struggle because they play so physical in the paint with their short guys and they don't get the calls that the other teams regularly do with the big men facing big men. So I feel like Houston, with their style of play and with the star power they have in Russell Westbrook and James Harden, could absolutely make a run. And if someone if something happens, like James says, and the Trailblazers knock out the Lakers, then the Rockets have every chance in the West. Mm -hmm. And they probably match up with Portland pretty well, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. They, they do. Yeah, really fun matchup. They, the only thing that scares me is they're, they're very streaky. Especially they, have, they don't really have a – elite shooter and from a team that shoots so many threes uh to have guys as inconsistent as they are it scares me uh uh you know Westbrook's getting guarded by centers which because he's not a shooter but 
Daniel House, you know, he's he's very streaky shooter. Eric Gordon hasn't shot over 30% from the field this year. So there's a lot of, and, you know, James is going to shoot, you know, James is just going to shoot. That's what I do. But, uh, <laughs> but I think, you know, if they can get hot in a, in a stretch, they could make some, make some noise, which, so I would agree with you there. They just, they scare me. <laughs> well, and that's why I was pointing out that I think when their offense is running through James Harden, not just relying on threes, when he's getting to the bucket, he was so efficient against the Mavericks that game. It was like 14 to 20. And it showed me, he, to me, I don't enjoy watching the Rockets typically because of how they play. But watching that game, the Rockets offense looked different. I enjoyed watching them because they were playing basketball the way it's meant to be played, getting to the bucket. If the guy's open in the corner for three, then that's a fine, you know, that's a good play. But they weren't just sitting on the three-point line chucking the entire game. They were actually getting towards the hoop. Well, if you remember, though, they did shoot 61 threes that game. They do shoot a ton of threes still. I'm not saying – but I think – James wasn't – it wasn't so much of James Harden late in the shot clock. If, you know, if they didn't have anything, it was chucking a ticking time bomb to someone else to chuck a three. Yeah, there I was, mean, he didn't shoot two for 18 from three, which is, which is a good thing. It's, I, I think it's better and, and more. Maybe, maybe more of what I'm saying is if James Harden is efficient, because I think he was like 14 of 20 that game. Oh, yeah. If James Harden is efficient, then good luck, because he's one of the best, if not the best scorer in the game. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um – if you could choose one matchup of the teams that are in the playoffs right now, what matchup would you choose? No matter what the situation is, just choose two of the teams you would love to see. Who would it be? Ooh, I'm going to go uh, – you know, I, I would really – I mean, I want to say Jimmy Butler and anyone else in the East because I, Jimmy Butler's just <laughs> – he's crazy, man. So, so I, But uh, I'm going to go with – I want to go with two of the more physical teams in the league, the Rockets and Clippers. Every time they fight or they play, it's like a fight because they're so dang physical. So I'm going to go Rockets, Clippers. Toby? Uh, I'm going to go uh, pretty much what I think will be the Western Conference Finals. Lakers, Clippers, you got the two powerhouses in the West. And they that's just be an awesome matchup because you got two guys on the Clippers that can guard LeBron. Um, and Kawhi and Paul George and the Clippers are so deep it'll test the Lakers I think that'd be a really fun matchup it's so funny the West is so intriguing and the East is so boring we keep talking about the West <laughs> yeah. uh, my night is actually I mean I, I've talked about them a lot but I would really love to see Portland against uh, the Clippers again I think it would be so much fun um, just to see them go at it um, the pettiness you don't want to see Bucks magic <laughs> can't say I do Kate well, said top 50. Jimmy, and, uh, well, Dame was really giving it to uh, Paul George and Pat Bev. Yeah, I love he was. It. Yes, I love it. Absolutely. That's oh, why I'm yeah. saying I would love to see that matchup again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we're going to skip the playoff predictions unless y'all want to. I mean, we pretty much kind of hit on it. Um, y'all good with that? Yep. yep. All right, moving on uh, to MLB, Major League Baseball. Uh, let's start with – Two people who are absolutely stupid on a horrible team, and I don't know why this team is even baseball anymore. They're racist and all that jazz. I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> but the Cleveland Indians uh, have two players. First off, I think Mike Clevenger should be out for a longer time because let me give you the backstory. Mike Clevenger and Zach Plezak, uh went out in Chicago. They were at a game, and that later that night they went out in the town. 
and the rule is that you're not allowed to go out. Uh, and it's not for years, not like they're not trying to make you not have fun. It's just for safety reasons. I mean, the coronavirus can spread so easily and they want to protect families and players. And uh, they disregarded that rule and they went out and Zach Plezik actually got caught. I'm not sure how he got caught. Do you know how he got caught? Uh, I, I don't know. That's probably a Jake question. Um, but he got caught. Now, somehow Mike Clevenger got asked, and apparently he lied and said he didn't go out. Um, and then it came out yesterday or today uh-huh. that he actually was out with Zach Plezak, and now he was sent home. Now, and flew on the team plane with the team after he had lied too so yeah so if yep. someone gets it it's fully on him i mean it's on both of them but he's definitely the one that should be blamed yep. because he's so, so stupid that you would risk your your team's season uh there's no telling uh-huh. what like when the cardinals come back of course you got the, the marlos who came back and are killing it but think about when the cardinals come back i bet they're going to be slow when they come back just because they've been out for so long um and it's because someone was stupid and went to a a, a club or something well, well, and I did, yeah. I read about I read this the other day. hadn't even thought of it, and it makes what they did even more stupid. Think about who's on their pitching staff and Carlos Carrasco, yeah. who yeah. just got back from, from cancer, recovering from leukemia, and you're going to put him at risk because of that. Someone that's even higher risk than maybe the average person. Come on, guys, that's just stupid. So stupid. Um, and- can I just bring up that Mike Clevenger has been one of the loudest mouths in the major leagues about the Astros who broke the rules. <laughs> and this guy's breaking the yeah. rules. Too. This is a little bit so different. Say, this, might, this might be worse, like, for physical harm, but overall yeah. yours is significantly worse, Wes. Uh-huh. Well, for someone who's so – he's like, <laughs> oh, they broke the rules. I'm so they glad Jake's out here for this. <laughs> Get out of here. Um. Uh, oh, and the worst part about it is they have to go home for like 72 hours and get tested twice before they can come back or something like that. It's like they don't even really miss a start. They might miss a start and just get pushed back a couple of days. So it's not really a punishment. Um, I know it's more of a health thing, but I think they should be punished. Definitely Clevenger. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, what's, what's your thoughts, Toby? I mean, they need to be punished. The tough part is – it's it's got to be what is it going to be an MLB punishment? Is it a team punishment? Uh, the tough part is if it's an MLB punishment, they can come down hard on them. I don't think you can go eight games like they did for Joe Kelly because I mean they didn't do anything on the baseball field. If it's a team punishment, are they really going to give them the consequences they deserve? Because let's be honest, they need Plesac and they need Clevenger. So the, and the chances of them making the playoffs are pretty high when you have Bieber, Clevenger, and Plesak on the bump so they're not gonna even if it's a team penalty it's like oh yeah by the way you missed three days but basically you'll be back for your next start uh they need to be punished I don't think they will be punished as much as they should be I agree um you got anything Wes to add to that no I mean uh, I think it's uh it would be very hard to punish them uh at least from a uh from an MLB perspective, um, just because, I don't know, because they're not punishing. They didn't punish any other teams for, for getting corona when, for, when they got yeah. out. So, um, I, think, I think it would have to be uh, an Indians thing. Yeah, so I, I don't see them doing that. Um, you know, they went out there and they got sent home. You know, that's – At least they did follow that. I mean, at least they yeah. sent them home. Yeah. I mean, that's a sort of punishment, but – 
not really. <laughs> uh, it might be a little vacation. All right. Um, all right. The Cardinals, uh, are they ever going to play a baseball game again? They've been out Who knows? since July 29th. Yeah, I think it was the 29th. Yeah, about two weeks. So it's been about two weeks. They have not played a single – and they're going to make up all these games, apparently. They're going to have so many doubleheaders, <laughs> um, which we're not going to get into the seven-inning doubleheader, but I'm kind of a fan, kind of not a fan, but that's a whole other story. Just for this year. Just for this year. That's yeah. it. Uh, so Cardinals. It's like Division three baseball, doubleheaders and seven-inning games all over again. Well, that's because we have seven people on our team. It's kind of hard. <laughs> all right. Um what, so, Wesley, Cardinals, um, you think this is going to affect them, honestly? Uh, I think it'll affect the, the hitters more than the pitchers. I feel like the pitchers are probably still getting the work in. But it's doing hard simulated hitters, games and stuff. It's harder for hitters to get live action in. And uh, even if it's against their own pitchers, it's hard to get that live that live hitting in. So I Aaron think Jones, just, Aaron Judge just hit another home run. <laughs> Sorry. What's that, nine? Yes. Sheesh. I'm a little bitter because it's against Atlanta. Give him the MVP already. It's 7 to 0. Continue. Yeah. We go for like 0 for 30 the next 30 at bats. That'd be nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think it'll affect the hitting much more than the pitching. Cards. Yeah. Now, I wonder if it's going to cause people to sit out too. Um, like Yadier Molina, he, he had it. I think he had like symptoms and everything. Um, He's kind of older. I mean, he's not old, and he's probably in way better shape than most people, but he's still up there in age. He's, in, he's probably in his for, late, early 40s, late 30s. Yeah, I mean, I think I late. Think he's 38, I, I believe. Yeah, late 30s, yeah. But, uh, they're, I mean, they have a solid – they have such a good team. I would think most players would want to stay in it. Now, we did see Marcus Stroman on the Mets just – He drives out. me nuts, man. But uh, – Good and, for him. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> but i like it out, but i i can't see anyone on the cardinals opting out i hope not no yeah. i mean i hate no. that they beat us last year but but let's be honest that was all what faulty's fault for game five start <laughs> yeah just a little bitter about it um i think the issue with the cardinals and you brought it up that what are they supposed to play 55 games in 45 days or something like that which is not going to happen. I don't care what the MLB says, because at that point you cannot have a single rain delay, a rain out. I mean, there's no chance. So my question would be, what is the requirements to get into postseason? Because what if the Cardinals are only able to get in 50 games before the, the postseason is supposed to start? Do they just get disqualified because they didn't play the full 60? Is there? I feel like the MLB should put in a clause that that way teams aren't being falsely, you know, stupidly kept in the clubhouse when they're supposed to socially distance when there's like a rain out or something like that, like Trevor Bowers thing, uh, what they was complaining about. I feel like they should put in a system that you have to at least play 45 games and then it's winning percentage. If you play all 60, awesome. But I feel like they should have given themselves leeway. 60, 60 games in 66 days, there's going to be rain outs. And then, the other thing with this, I thought with the protocols that if someone came down with a virus, they wouldn't have to immediately cancel the entire series. And what has happened to basically everything with St. Louis, anytime yeah. someone comes down with it, the entire series, the entire month of games well, is canceled. Heck, the more than one person had it, though, is the problem. I know, but I'm still saying, like, one guy comes down with it, and then 
and more guys come down with it. And now it's not even the Cardinals, is it? It's the Pirates or someone. That, I don't. I just, think it's just the Cardinals right now, isn't it? Yeah, I, th- I thought Either it was just way. Cardinals. But what's the point of having the sixty-player pool if you're not going to use it? If uh, that's true, thank you. Three or that's four guys cool. get get in quarantine. I don't know. Uh, here, let's let you have these people. You can't use them though; they're just here for looks. <laughs> it just makes no. It just makes no sense how you're gonna how you're gonna fit it in if and you expected the games to happen and sixty games, sixty six days, and immediately in the first week you're already su- suspending games. It's just not gonna happen. Sixty games. So I feel like if they're smart, they put in if you you need to at least play forty five games to get into the postseason. If you don't play forty five, so be it. You, you don't get in the postseason. I seriously doubt they're going to do that, but I, I'm on your side on this um, just because it's all about money and the Cardinals will be there if they have a well, record that's good enough. Tre- I, I know we talk about him a lot because Jake loves him and he's probably the most outspoken person in baseball, but Trevor Bauer brought up a good point. If you're supposed to be socially distancing from people, what the heck is the good of having players sit in the clubhouse for hours on end during a rain delay or – them showing up to the park and not being able to play a game and they have to be in the same area with each other for how long that kind of eliminates the whole point of the social distancing part. If they're just going to be sitting in the clubhouse with each other for hours and hours. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an odd, uh, it's an odd thing, but I think it's, I think it's the the idea is to minimize when possible, but yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I have a better plan, but I'm just showing flaws with their plan. I mean, it, and they've made ideas. I wasn't going to talk about this, but talking about doing the bubble in the playoffs, which I think is a great idea. Why not just do it? Uh, yeah. They should did it from the beginning, honestly. I know you got like 40-something. You got so many more people than basketball, but basketball has not had one single positive test of players or coaches. And it's been insane. And that's what a bubble can do. And I hope they do do the bubble for the playoffs when the Braves well, are in it and they win it. I think what the, I think what they could have done is done it by region since they're already kind of doing that anyway. Yeah, they could have had absolutely. a west region and east region and like a north or north region or central region. I don't know. So something yeah. like that where since everyone though the AL West and the NL West are playing each other anyway, just keep them all in one location. Yeah, kind of. which I think would have been great. Providence weren't like we could have played all our games in Tampa or something just because it's kind of not really a bad spot and. <laughs> It ain't that popular. Ain't nobody going there. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. moving on. Yeah. Uh, can these surprise teams keep it up? Okay, I would not put the Padres in a surprise team because I picked them to make the playoffs. But the other four teams, uh, three of the other, and the A's, Jake's an idiot. Um, no one's. Well, I put that you, in there, actually. Uh, Wes is an idiot. <laughs> I do apologize, Jake. Please forgive me. All right. Uh, I guess they are surprised in the sense that they're number one right now. But um, I, was thinking, I was thinking more of like, like I mean, we thought Marlins, Orioles, and Tigers were going to be dead last, like not even in the same ballpark. <laughs> but if you look at their record, they're pretty good. I mean, they're doing well. They're handling their own. Um, I mean, ask the Nationals about the Orioles, right, <laughs> right, Toby? Yeah, what the heck? Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so do you see any of these three specific teams – Forget the A's, forget the Padres. Uh, do you think any of these three teams can keep it up? And you know my thoughts on the Orioles. I think they can keep it up. Um, yeah, me too. And I, I think they will make the playoffs. I have, 
I have no reason to believe it, but I think the O's will keep it up. I have no reason to believe it. <laughs> like your reasoning. Just, I just, I just have a feeling. It, for whatever reason, I feel like the O's can do it. I don't know about the others. Maybe the Marlins. Personally, uh, I think the Marlins have a better roster than people give them credit for. Mm-hmm. But I don't when know. We played them in the more. the preseason game, whatever the two preseason games, exhibition games, and all they could talk about was like, this team is so underrated. They have good players. I mean, they're just not known players. Like, yep. They're doing their yeah, thing, though. I was watching them today, and, like, they were going through the lineup, and I was like, I know that guy. I mean, he's he's not, he's not like, a star, but he's not a bad player. Like Logan Anderson's was, a baller. Uh, I mean, then you got Jonathan VR, very solid player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's yeah. Corey Dickerson, always hit for average. Brian Anderson, uh, Logan Forsythe. You know, they just – he's got a bunch of scrappy little guys. There's no superstar, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yep. scrappy, and – uh. I don't, I don't know if they can keep it up, but I think they might make it – might be, you know, just on that – just on the outside. I think the Orioles are about to hit a huge collapse for very soon, but that's just uh, – <laughs> You mean the wow. ace? All right. Uh, I think the Tigers actually have a solid chance in their division. They have a very easy division. Uh, and they are – they are playing out of their mind. Miguel Cabrera? What the heck? The guy's 99 years old hitting home runs. <laughs> that team they're pretty good um now do i think they're going to keep it up probably not do they have the best chance out of these three teams probably because they have an easier schedule i would say um but i'm sticking with my boys i'm gonna stick with the orioles i think the orioles are the only ones that will keep it up um so you say yes or no Wes? i, I said no to orioles no to tigers marlins will not make the playoffs but we'll make it interesting all right toby I say the O's keep it up for no rational reasoning whatsoever. And I say the Marlins don't make the playoffs like Wes said, and Tigers, no. Okay. Moving on. Uh, they came out with the suspensions today. Uh, I don't know if you saw uh, – of course, y'all saw. Um, Lariano was hit by a pitch. Yep. And he was saying something to the pitcher. And then the hitting coach from who, Wesley? Houston Astros. The Astros said something bad about his mom, which you met like, well, he talked about his mom, but his mom has like issues or something. Or she might be, she might be, well, I mean, I'm going to believe him because no one's denied it. No one in the Houston team denied it. Yes, he did. He He did. He said, I never said anything about his mother. What about the people around him? But let's be honest. Let's let's think about this here. If I go, yo mama, James, yo mama. Like, yeah, see, but I also have a mom that's still alive and is in completely health and is kicking. Yeah, but if if I knew your mother, like if me and your mom were like close friends, then that would be something that's like, hey, like, you know my mom, how dare you? Like, that's offensive. I just say your mama and I have never met your mom, like, big deal. Like, you don't know. But he, did you see what he said about his mom? I mean, allegedly. Allegedly. It's, It's something I can't say on the TV. Like you're not on TV, so. Uh, hello, what is this right here, Toby? <laughs> um, but anywho, this is Zoom. All that to say, Loriano charged the bench, which is stupid as all get out. It's like eighty against one, and he got he got. I mean, he didn't get punched, but he definitely got slung down, and someone signed him with the Houston Texans after. Um, Justin Garneau, backup catcher. So, <laughs> he, uh, let me say, let me say, Amir Garrett looked way more intimidating charging a dugout than. <laughs> Yeah, he's Loriana a pretty big did. dude. 
but Loriano got a six-game suspension, um, which I thought it should have been eight, even with Joe Kelly, just because, I mean, this was obvious. You saw this happening. There was no doubt in your mind that he charged the bench. Um, I know Kelly threw it on purpose, but it's not 100% clear yeah. that he threw it on that purpose. But the biggest suspension came from the hitting – is the hitting coach? The yeah. hitting slash bench coach, yeah, Alex Centrum. He got a 20-game suspension. That is a third of the season. Now, I mean, it's not going to affect as much as a player missing, but that is a huge, huge suspension. What are your thoughts on it, Wesley? I'm actually – I mean, regardless of what he said about his mother or not, coaches <laughs> need to be held to a higher standard. Absolutely. And uh, I'm actually fine with it. If y'all, if y'all didn't notice, uh, he's not going to appeal it. You know, he said – I deserve what because I got. Because he said it. No, he said, I deserve <laughs> what kidding. I got. I need to be held to a better standard. <laughs> and I I was not, uh, you know, I, I didn't do the right thing. So I'm going to take my punishment. Uh, so he, he acknowledges that he didn't, he wasn't becoming of a coach, uh, which is good. But he's a hitting coach. And we have one of the best lineups in baseball. Not right now, but uh, historically. <laughs> Maybe he should be fired lineups. anyways. We're not going <laughs> to. Now watch y'all going to hit like eight runs a game from now on out. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to be hurting over losing a bench coach. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it actually, because he did instigate it and he's a coach. So I'm okay with the punishment. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I, I think in a regular season, it might be a bit different, but in a season where you're supposed to socially distance from the other team, especially, and you're instigating a fight where everybody came out and they were not socially distancing 20 games is deserved. All right. Uh, so we all agree. I still think Loriano should have got eight games at a minimum, but that's just me. I'm fine with the hitting coach getting that. Uh, moving on to high heat. Do y'all have anything for high heat? We didn't discuss this. All right, so I'll make up one on the spot. High heat. Jake will not talk about the Indians for the next two episodes. That is my high heat. All right, well, is it true or false? That it's not going to. False. 100% false. I just kid because the Indians stink anyway, so it's okay. Worst offense in baseball, probably. Definitely. They might actually literally be the worst offense right now. Will they finish above fourth in, in the division? That's the real question. Like in the AL Central? <laughs> I sure hope so. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be Detroit, Minnesota. <laughs> don't forget chicago oh uh, yeah they're 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 actually leading like almost every offensive stat there is it's insane at least well, when i looked at it a few weeks ago it's not helping their defense apparently because i was watching i don't know if y'all saw it but tigers white Sox game the, the home run the inside of the park yeah, the guy hits a liner in the center field <laughs> it's so ugly White Sox center fielder he dives and completely misses it guy just gets it inside the park i was like there's i mean it's not as bad as Joe Adele just handing the home run to someone for the Rangers. But. <laughs> that was pretty funny, too. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to trivia. Like I said, this trivia is not like our normal trivia. It's not going to have any bonus points or anything. Um, what it's going to be is you're just going to try to score a certain amount of points. I haven't decided that many points yet. I did say 20, but um, it's only going to be four questions worth like 50 points. So if you can't get 20, you should just probably quit at life. All right, I have an NBA question, an MLB question, an NFL question, and an Olympics question. Okay. Uh, first for basketball, this is probably the easiest one. Who are the top six 
three-point percentage shooters of all time. If you get them their name, you get a point, and if you get them in the correct spot, you get another point. Jeez. Three-point percentage? Yes. Yes, I got you. Dwight Howard. <laughs> <laughs> if you said it, you go oh. right ahead. <laughs> so I don't think Tim in. Duncan counts because he only shot like two ever. I'll tell you this. Three of them currently play. Oh, great. I already got three, and I've only done four. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Um, two of them, I don't think you're going to get. I've never I, even heard of one of these guys. Y'all can work together. Hold on a second. Y'all want to – Oh, we all... can work together? Yeah. You're on the same team. Oh, we are? Yeah. You got okay. to beat me, basically, as in, like, get more than 20 points as a team. Well, let okay. me – who do you have? I have Kyle Korver. Yeah. I have Mark Price. Okay. I have JJ Redick. I have Steph. And Steph. Steph. Go yeah. ahead. And then okay. I have Dale Ellis. I don't know if you know him. He's he was a shooter back in the eighties. All right. And Reggie, well, Reggie Miller. I'm pretty sure Steph Curry has a worse three point percentage than Seth Curry, so I don't think Steph is there. Really? Um, Ray Allen. Um, I have Kyle Korver, and I have no idea if it's consistent, but I know George Hill shot 50% from three this year. Yeah, he's, he's not on there. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think so either. But I'm fairly certain no Kyle Korver is number one, though. I feel Kyle Korver, Ray Allen are locks. Yeah. Um, I Personally, I think Seth Curry is on there because he's better than Steph, and Steph is – might be on there as well. I have no idea. But okay, so you want to go? Let's. You want to lock in our number one? Maybe Corver at number one. Sounds good with me. All right, Corver number one. James, incorrect. He's not even in the top six. He's what? tenth. He's tenth all the time. Oh my gosh! I like your Mike Mark Price call. I like yeah, that I mean, one. He's the leading free throw shooter of all time. Fun fact. Yeah. I didn't uh, ask that. Good thing I didn't. <laughs> All right, well, I think Ray Allen's another one we could lock in. Yeah, Ray Allen. Ray Number Allen two. is not even in the top 20. Oh, my God. What the heck? All right. Um, All right, you want to do Seth Curry? Because I'm pretty sure he's above Steph. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go with Seth. As your number three, Seth. Seth Curry is the number two highest three-point percentage of all time. Wow. So you got one point. Wait a second. Uh, should we go Dell? Is Dell in the top six, do you think? Dell Curry? Dell Curry was not yeah. a three-point shooter. Not a good one. Well, he, 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 I'm, I'm helping pretty, you out here. He's pretty good. Okay, so it's not Dell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all that matters. Um, uh, you he said there's go... three active players. Let's see. He said Seth. Uh, Corver's not in there. Maybe JJ? Yeah, you can try it. Let's go JJ Reddick. He's 17th. God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I've, what was that? The four guesses, so you have two more. Yeah. Should we, should we just go ahead and throw Steph out there? Because if Seth is second, Steph could be definitely sixth. Or yeah. S- Steph. Steph what? Steph Curry. Steph For Curry. what position? Fifth or sixth? Uh, fifth. Steph Curry is the sixth best three-point percentage of all time. You said that. I was going to give you credit, but then <laughs> – but you got two points, so nice. Okay, we still got one more guess. Let's yeah, and this, and this is still a current player in the league. All right, I can tell you he's in the bubble right now. 
Davis Burton. Well, that, that puts it in the seven no. teams. Or is that whatever? Is him being Bert. in the bubble if the Wizards are, even though he's not? It's not him. Okay. Mm. All right. You got 15 seconds. 15. Okay. 14. I'm not going to count down because I hate when Jake does it. But you do have 10 seconds. <laughs> you want to try – we haven't tried Mark Price if you want to try that. Current player. Well, you, we still have a few other – like, op- the bubble. Besides. I'm guessing it's not him. Um, in the bubble. Five seconds. George Hill shooting 50% this year. But Danny Green? You're both yeah, wrong. Yeah, I tried Danny Green out. Duncan Robinson from the Miami oh, Heat. How does he have the volume? He's only played one full season. The guy's killing it. I don't. I don't make this list up. All right, I'll let y'all choose the next sport: baseball, Olympic. Olympics is going to be last. Baseball or football? How many? How many points did we get? You got two. Oh my god! The Olympics one is the one where you're going to get the most points. Okay. Who were the other? Do you tell us the other ones or what? Number one was Steve Kerr. Number Man. two, Seth Curry. Number three, Hubert Davis. Hubert. Hubert. Hubert Davis. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't know him. He's uh, a number for Tar Heels. Four is Drazen Petrovich. Pe- 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 okay. Number five was Duncan Robinson, and six was Steph Curry. Hmm. All right, baseball or football? Baseball. Football is college, not pro. Oh, All right. Baseball for sure. Though. I could ask you who has the longest home run ever, but we've already discussed that. Now, here's a question for you. Who has the shortest home run ever? And who hit it? Who hit it? And how far did it go? And if you get within 20, I'll give you credit. This is not. Does it have to? This does not. Is it one inside that, the park home runs. Not inside the park home runs. Okay. That's okay. what I didn't ask. Oh, because I read one gosh. where a guy hit it two feet and it got stuck in the mud and he got inside the park home run. <laughs> okay. Well, it's the pesky pole, right, in Fenway. And it's got to be, what, like 268 or something like that? Because it's something like that down the line. It's pretty dang short. I know that much. Uh... And I feel like it's got to be a Red Sox player that's probably a righty that just kind of slapped one and ended up getting it out. So if I had to guess, my first guess would be someone like Dustin Pedroia. And I'll give you both a guess. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I think that's a good. Uh, that's, that's a good idea. Going Red Sox. I'm gonna go Nomar Garcia Parra. And All right, you get guess the distance. If you get within twenty, I'll give you a point. Two seventy-five. Okay, well it was two ninety-five, so you got that. Yes. And the answer is D.D. Gregorius. <laughs> he hit one two ninety five in that same exact game. Aaron Judge hit a four hundred eleven foot out. <laughs> two ninety five. I feel like there's got to have been shorter ones than that. I think that's recorded the shortest. Hmm. As in last year, or as in ever. Moving on. Hmm. You can look I it question up. that, but okay. But I'm the person doing trivia, and if it's wrong, I say it's right, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, college football. Uh, the longest pass play ever was 98 yards. Before that, this were, the longest pass yard was 96 yards, and it was from three – it lasted for three years. It's the longest pass play ever. What was so significant about this play, and what team did it? 
So it's a 96-yard touchdown pass. There's something significant about the play, and then you got to tell me what team did it, and I'll give you five points if you get either one of those correct. 96. What team? Oh. So we each get guesses, right? Sure, go for it. I'm going to go – it started off with a lateral pass to a receiver, and the receiver chunked it. And I'm going to go with Florida just because, I don't know, Florida seems like a good guess. (laughs) Toby? It's not the play that Stanford's band ran onto the field, I don't think. Was that a pass Uh, play? That was a kick return, wasn't it? I don't think so. I'm going to go with Notre Dame and – I'm going to go with the receiver fumbled it into another receiver's hand. <laughs> uh, Wes, you were insanely close. It was the longest flea flicker in oh. college football history, and it was Colorado. Oh. So, you was like, how's he going to get this? There's no way he's going to get this. And he started saying, I was scared. But you got it wrong. So yeah, I was still running back then. Guess so y'all are at two points. You have to get eighteen out of a possible twenty. So I feel like you gave us an impossible mission here. <laughs> well, I, I see. I knew the basketball stuff because I've did this trivia before. So I would have definitely got most of them right. But that's not your business. My business, whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, and the Olympics. You know, the goal of the Olympics is to win medals. Uh, what countries are in the top ten all time? of medals and you got to guess what place they're in if you guess what place to how about this i'll give you a little bonus if you guess the correct place they're in i'll give you two points per correct and then one point for just saying the country so you get a possible three per spot all the olympics yes of all time all summer and limber limber winter both well the united states is up there obviously are they number one Russia's probably up there. I was going to say Russia's probably up there pretty high. Probably China is probably up China. there. China. Because of gymnastics. Yeah. Uh, All right, we have four minutes to finish this, and we'll be right at an hour, so. Okay. Uh, Do you think the U.S. or Russia is number one? Or China? Uh. I know, I know, I'm just going to say U.S. is number one, even though I know it's not, but uh, I would, I'm just going to go with U.S. number one. Yeah, I would say U.S. number one. Number one with 2,520 total medals is United States. All right. So we're at five points now. You only have to get 15 more. <laughs> okay. Uh, Want to go China two or Russia two? Thinking. I feel like Russia because – I feel like Russia dominates the Winter Olympics. Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. Russia, too. Number two is Soviet Union slash Russia with 1,122. Here's the significant thing. In 17 less Olympic Games, they're only 1,000 behind the United States. Only. Yeah. Which is, is not a lot because in 10, they did 1,000. And they're 17 behind. So that puts it in perspective. So all that to say, you're at eight points. Good luck getting the rest. So, so what do you got? China, and then you got what other countries are even close? Greece, Greece is pretty kind of goes back to Olympic, like yeah. the start of the Olympic times. Brazil, uh, what? 
Is Brazil any good? I'm trying to think. What countries are always at the top of the medal count? Uh, um, you got two Ar minutes. Argent, maybe Argentina. I don't know. Um, what are some? You want to just lock? Just go with China for three. Yeah, let's go China three. China is the seventh best most, but they are on the list, so you get at one point. Okay. So you're at nine points. Um, so we're still looking for third. Japan? Yeah, I was thinking Japan too. Lock it in? Yeah. Japan sure. is not in the top ten. Darn it. Whoa. So you have six um, more guesses. Oh, how about France? I think you Yeah. Like England too. Yeah. Uh you wanna go let's go England. Lock lock in England at three. Now, this is gonna seem like a dumb question. I just want to make sure I'm right here. England and Great Britain are the same. Yes. Just double yes. checking. Uh, they're on the list, but they're fourth. Oh. So you're at okay. nine points. I feel like Germany Ten. beats out Great Britain, right? Yeah, Germany. Germany three. That's got to be it. Number three is Germany. So oh. you're at 13 points. Let's go. And you have four more guesses left to get seven more points. Okay. Uh, so we need fifth. Do you think France is fifth? France or Italy. Italy might be up there. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I feel like France is ahead of Italy, though. Yeah, let's go French. French. And fifth place is French. Oh. So now you're at uh, – you're four away from 20, so uh, 16. Come back. With three guesses? With three guesses. You want to go six is Italy? Yeah, let's go Italy. Number six is Italy. Oh my gosh! Look at us. So go. you had all right. So eight, nine, and ten are left. You only with have to guesses. guess one of them with two guesses. Oh, oh, this okay. is insane! I can't believe I got this close. I'm so glad to three points. <laughs> Argentina, Brazil. Um, what else is in the? Uh, what about the Netherlands? I feel like they're usually up there. Yeah, and they'd definitely be in there for the. Uh, or Norway or Sweden. Sweden's usually pretty good. I know they're usually good. Yes, yeah, Sweden, Sweden kills in the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Sweden at what is it seven eight? You have eight to the top one left. Yeah, Sweden at eight. All right, what you try to guess eight nine ten? Okay. Just, I'll give you an extra guess because Sweden is on this list, so you got it right. Oh, look at us go! Now what is all right? Sweden's all number right. nine. <laughs> Now, number eight and ten Sweet. are, I thought, were the two hard ones, actually. Ooh. Uh. Canada? No. Oh, Canada. I don't so. I don't, Australia? I, it could be Australia. It's not Canada. I will tell you that because Canada, well, they don't know. They, bless them. I feel like Australia could be there. And then, um, what, what about uh, India? I don't – probably not. <laughs> I think the Netherlands, like you said. Yeah, yeah no, I'm good with Netherlands and Australia. At number eight is Australia. Let's go. I'm actually shocked I got that. They're really good at swimming. They're unbelievable at it, and I hate them. Well, they have to swim away from sharks, so it makes sense. <laughs> they don't have to, <laughs> but I like your style. Well, they swam to, they swam to Australia. So. Number ten is Hungary. Hungary. <laughs> I would have never gotten that. I said it was hard. I saw that and I was shocked. Uh, they have the 491. Point. If that puts it into perspective, in 26 Olympics, they have 491. 
And Russia's 10 Olympics, they have 1,122. Dang. So there you have it. You beat the dealer. Um, even though I gave you like 14 bonus points, that's okay. I'm impressed y'all did that good with that list. We got that, like that was quite impressive. Months. When y'all started saying France and Italy, I was like, oh, please head backwards. But y'all didn't. Wes um, and I are just going to transition to an Olympics-only podcast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we know so much about Olympic gold. <laughs> right here. All right, so that's all we have. Uh, do y'all have any interesting stories or stats? Not this guy. Um, I don't have a stat or story. I have an interesting idea that I thought I saw came across today. I think it was on Instagram that teams were considering for the NFL. Teams were considering quarantining a quarterback so that way if the, the quarterback room were to get the coronavirus they would still hopefully have a quarterback for Sunday or Saturday or whatever day they play so I'm thinking maybe the third string quarterback kind of stays away from the first two just in case I think that's a good idea but what it would they would quarantine they wouldn't stop the hmm. my question is I, I have the- no idea the question becomes, do you quarantine a veteran quarterback and keep a young guy, or do you quarantine the young guy and keep a veteran as your backup? I think it's easy. If you're a contender, I would I would do the veteran. I would leave him. Unless – it depends on your quarterback. Like, if you have Joe Burrow, I would want an uh, old guy with him. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea of the exact logistics of it, but I thought it was an interesting idea, and I think – I think it makes sense. teams employ yeah, that. Yeah, I think it does. I just don't know how that would, like, if someone has coronavirus, then I'm pretty sure more than one person is going to be out. Yeah, I think it's just maybe that they're going to keep the quarterbacks distance from each other. One quarterback, extra distance. And maybe put some reps in, but stays more so away from the team. I have no idea exactly how it'll work, but I think it's a good idea. I thought I mean, it was a good idea. Didn't hurt to yeah. try. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, if your quarterbacks, if your all three quarterbacks go out, I mean, Let's stick my Lynn, Lynn Bowden in there at quarterback, you know. Rashad Perriman. <laughs> I mean, not Peter, uh, Peter Peterson. Peter, Peter. What's the guy that stunk last year? Who had, like, Nathan Peterman. Wayne Haskins? <laughs> we could go to the quarantine and just get off the team, actually. And Wayne Haskins, too. He's horrible. No, I actually like Haskins. He's going to be good this year. He's gonna you should have did the year. high heat for him. Uh, well, I don't have any high heat. <laughs> I don't well, think he's going to be, be good. Oh, okay, okay. I think he's going to be good, but I don't think he's going to be he's like win MVP, MVP worthy. So what's high heat? <laughs> Anywho, that's all we have for today. Um, thanks for watching and let us know what you think. Uh, we didn't really do any, I guess uh, we didn't do anything that requires a response, but thanks for watching. And that's all we have. And see you later. As always, please be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as subscribe to our channel on YouTube where we post the full-length episodes as well as shorter videos for you to check out there. And a special thank you with this episode to Tim Foster for the intro and outro music. If you or your friends have any music you would like to hear played on Swinging Bunt, then please email that to swingingbuntbsbl at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.